Mate, how you going? Uh, mate, I'm out the front. Sweet, I'll see you in a sec. Okay, thanks, Dan. Wait, see ya. Dan Connell. How are you? I'm good, man. How's it going? That's good. Good, good to see you. Good. What's happening? Right, I was just watching some footy. Footy! Actually, hang on. Alright, Dan Connell's in the car. Hello, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Oh, I can hear you loud and clear. That's good. Because <laughs> you're a quietly spoken chap. I am, but I, I didn't put it on my lapel in the end. I put the mic, basically attach it to my chin hair. So. Is that what you're doing? Yeah. Oh, that's not too bad. Does that sound alright? Yeah, it sounds good. Now, Dan, we haven't worked together for a while. It's been a little while, yeah. But we're going off to do the Caulfield Bears. Caulfield Bears, I think it's the juniors. Great. Um, fundraiser. So no kids, I'm hoping. No, junior clubs are my <laughs> sweet spot, Mom, because they're all parents. Oh, yeah, nice. So I just do all parenting material. <laughs> and just, this is where my phone's... And you, it's not far from your joint, actually. That should only be 20 minutes away. So, Carnegie. This is the home club of Tom Seagan, who was just on this podcast. How did Tom do it last year, the last one? Well, he, they had Caulfield Bears as his team. He used to play yeah. for them. I think he played over 300 games, from memory. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> No wonder he became the suburban footballer. <laughs> so, what are we predicting? What do you what, well, what do you imagine? Uh, it's called the Bear Cave, so that's um, early indication that it should be fine. Nothing yeah. bad happens in a bear. Nothing Look, bad ever happens in a bear cave. I think I've done this before, and I'm pretty sure they're pretty well to not well to do, but they weren't struggling. It's Carnegie, yeah. Which for people that don't know, it's an, it's a uh, not an inner city suburb, but it's a suburb where. It's still quite a well-to-do. Oh, well, not really. It's very, it's very, just very middle class. Yeah, I'd say bang in the middle. Yeah, and uh, and I'm pretty sure as soon as I got up there, a barrister started heckling me. <laughs> like he said, he was a barrister or something. Like, I don't have a crack. <laughs> anyway, I think which I, was, I wasn't expecting. No, he's obviously had a few then. If he's yes, well, parents, yeah. you know. Mm. All right, well, tune back in because <laughs> there'll be a time swipe. I hope we're both as cheery in two hours <laughs> as we are now. <laughs> well, Tom Singer goes, you always seem to do good gigs on your podcast. I said, it's not, I said, yeah, well, most gigs are pretty good, but yeah. we, I said we're going to hit a bad one one day. Yeah. <laughs> Often the bad ones you buy yourself too, Yeah. so it's not that. But uh, the great Dan Connell, of course he's got his own podcast, Taking It Easy, which I've been mm. listening to. Oh, thanks, mate. Which is great. I was listening to the Sam Pang one. It was very good. Thanks very much. You're very disarming. So. Yeah, great. <laughs> And um, anyway, we'll chat more about that later. Great. Okay. Hello, Caulfield Bears. Woo! <laughs> now, the debrief of this is supported by supersimplecards.com. Get a pack of greeting cards from supersimplecards using the code debrief at the checkout. Supersimplecards.com. Check them out. Look, they're made in Australia, they're made in Gippsland. And they're powered by solar. Yeah, there's no trees to cut down to make the cards. And the cards are compostable too. You can chuck them in the compost when you're finished with them, if you receive one. So find a link in the show notes or go to supersimplecards.com. Get 10% off your entire order when you use the code DEBRIEF at the checkout. All shipping is free. Get a great pack of environmentally friendly cards. It'll save you time and money. Yeah, it's a good idea. Go to supersimplecards.com. All right, back to the show. All right, yeah, we'll be in touch. Ah, oh, yes, you're back on the debrief with uh, 
Dave O'Neill and Dan Collin. We've just in the car park of the Caulfield Bears. <laughs> and Dan, had you had it was a good gig, wasn't it? It was great fun. Yeah, they were um, you uh, emceed and emceed it up a storm. They were uh, in an absolute fit of laughter when I got up there, so it was great. Yeah, well, they're kind, they're kind of uh, as I said, they're all parents, and uh, they can be a good crowd parents. They were red hot tonight. Yeah, probably. A, Sort of average age, 40, I would say, in the yeah, room. 40, 40, 45. 45, I think you're right. Mm. Um, so my age group, even though I'm 53, but I don't know where I'm going. We got that. here and we couldn't find the place. Oh, that's an exit just there. We went to a toilet block, didn't we? <laughs> well, I think that's what it was. Yeah, I don't know what was going on. <laughs> but um, you were great. I watched, I watched a, a fair bit of you. Thanks, mate. Um, and Brad Oaks was on at the end, a regular participant in this podcast. Mm. Oaks, he smashed it as Oaks, well. Oaks, he smashed it. And um, they're just a really good crowd. Yeah, there's... Um... You know, I've done that room before. I've had I've had some interesting experiences in that room. I did like a... I did the, I did the junior club, the same club about three years ago, and a guy started... Uh, like I said, he was a barrister or something. Oh, that was in that? In that... that was in that room, but the stage yeah. was in a different place. And then I did a grand final eve function yeah. for their senior list, which is all 18, 19-year-old blokes, and it was a nightmare. Oh, really? Oh, they just pissed on that public holiday before the grand final. Ah, right. And, so, uh, standing around, just not listing, yelling out. as was like, yeah. God. Was you know it? when you just think, well, I don't think Chris Rock would go well at this gig. Nah. I don't think anyone would go well. You just don't need comedy. No, you don't need yeah. comedy. Just put on another More, keg. Yeah. Or so, a jukebox or something. Or in the old days, it would be a stripper, but that's... Yeah. that's that doesn't happen these nah. days. Although so, you offered to strip tonight. I offered to strip. That's mm. my regular opener. It's, uh, <laughs> oh my God, it's a classic. Yeah. But um, there was good vibes there tonight. As soon as we walked in, it felt like they were going to be up for it. Cheese platters were out. I know. When when you go to a place and they offer you a cheese platter, mm. it's a good sign, I reckon. Now, I don't know yeah. where I'm going. I'll sort of roughly go towards your area. I think mm. I know the way. Yeah. No, it's good. And Because um, how long have you been doing comedy? Um, I, end of this year, I'm coming up on 10 years. So about nine, Only 10 years? Nine, yeah, I would have yeah. thought you were about 15. That's interesting. Right. Yeah, so I started in, uh, <coughs> yeah, like late, right at the end of 08. Yeah. And you started in Canberra, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. So I probably only, yeah, I probably did about 30 gigs in my first 18 months and then moved to Melbourne in, yeah, 2010. It's kind of been much more full on since then. I'm trying to remember where I first met you. That's what I always do on this podcast. Trying to remember where I first met people. Mm. I, I remember seeing you very early on. I can't remember where. I, it would have just been at one of the local gigs, I assume. Yeah, I, I, I would think it would have been like at a, a soft belly when you back when uh, those Thursday night. Yes, yes. Gigs. Um, yeah. Yeah, because I didn't start doing footy clubs until maybe 2013, 14. So. Yeah, yeah. I definitely met you not at a footy club. I definitely yeah. met you at a. In a in a city venue mm. in Melbourne, I'd say. Yeah. Um, because you you got a distinctive style because you're quietly spoken on stage. Yeah, yeah. I've um had a lot of issues over the years with sound techs telling me to speak up and, <laughs> and me telling them to just to turn the sound up. Well, uh. I think I think the uh, I think the natural thing for comics starting out is to speak loudly mm. because you're often yeah. battling shit crowds yes shit PA system I still speak loudly on stage yeah I have I have improved a lot uh, just with um, advice from people and uh, confidence I think but um, so you're always just a quietly spoken guy yeah yeah I still think I am quieter than most I know you are quieter than most but I used to be um, even quieter yeah 
But it's good. It's alluring in a way because it's you, yeah. I find people they uh, listen more. Yeah, I find yeah. if a room's a bit chirpy, they all sort of go dead quiet. If you're a bit all to yeah, try and yeah. listen, well, and that's what the pe- people you know they always say. Oh, don't yell, just go quieter. Mm. Um, and people that are listening might tell the person next to them still to shut up so yeah. they can hear. Yeah. Um, Jamone's a quiet comic, for mm. example. He, yeah. He, he, and I remember he saw you. And thought you were fantastic. Right. No, That's I, don't nice. know, I don't know if he was just identifying with another quiet comedian. <laughs> we stick together, yeah. <laughs> like when I see another fat comic. <laughs> Love that fat guy. I don't know. I really like that fat white guy. I just think he's doing some really good stuff up there. There's not many of us. Yeah. There's not many quiet comics. No. No, no, no. there's not a lot. David Quirk. Quirk's pretty quiet. Yeah, 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 yeah. God, um, there's not many quiet comics. You're right. Yeah, it does, does backfire sometimes. It's, you know. Remember it's, when um, we did the uh, Melton Raceway? Melton? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a dog's track, yeah. isn't it? No, it's a trot. A trot's, yeah. It's a trot. And unfortunately... I had actually managed to block that out of my mind until just oh, then. sorry. That's fine. It was that a, would be in my top five. That'd be in my, up in my top five. Least, least fun experiences at oh. comedy. Just that, like, that was a bit of the... That sound kept cutting out as well. No, the sound kept cutting out, but also mm. the... The PA system for the for the track was the same sound <laughs> yeah, system. Yeah, yeah. So you got up to MC and said, like, "G'day guys!" And it was a footy club in Melton. Uh, G'day guys, we're going to have this. and then it's coming. All right, we've got the walk against want on the oval at the moment. <laughs> That's right. They had a walk against one or a, a twenty-four hour walk yeah, around yeah, the track. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so they were making the announcements of that <laughs> over the same PA that you were using. Yeah, no. and it was just like. And then they couldn't work out how to change turn it. Turn it off, yeah. or the mic didn't work. And, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, I did a similar... I did, it's funny that... Has, that was probably four four years ago, I reckon. Yeah, four, I reckon or five. four or five years yeah. ago. I had one just recently out at Cranbourne Greyhounds a few Saturdays ago. Oh, my... Really? And it was... Uh, the PA I was using was... On, the ground... The race announcer was on the same PA to the room where the function was. So if he started speaking, my microphone would cut out. So there was 22... I had to do a 20-minute set, and there was 22 minutes between each race. Oh, man, you get in and do it quickly, yes. So we had to wait until one race finished. All the ladies had to put their bets on, and then I had to talk basically up until I saw the greyhounds on the way to the boxes. (laughs) And uh, I've done gigs like that at race courses. Yeah, it was a nightmare. Like, that was uh, 50 out of the 60 ladies there just talked the whole way through my set. They didn't want to listen. It was a... uh, Races are... A, Races are hard. I did one in Ballarat, the Ballarat Turf Club, which is better than... And there were several levels. Often there's several levels that you're working to. Yeah. Like different... Like there's people at your level, and there's people two feet down on a different level. And the guy said, oh, this is a corporate gig, blah, blah, blah. And I'm, I'm and it was for like a building company, and I said to these guys on the next level, so you guys part of the building company? And they're like, no, nah, we work at McDonald's. <laughs> I'm like... I said to the guy... I thought this was like your corporate thing. Goes, oh, we've only got half the room. We don't have the whole. <laughs> to give them credit, the people from McDonald's were quite good. They listened and laughed. But it was just one of those. And you had to finish before the race. That's right. Yeah. Because there's no point competing against the race. Yeah. You can't it, compete against a race if you're yeah. at a racing event. As a former gambler, when you're in a, a mindset of putting on bets and having a drink, you don't really want to be interrupted by anything. Yeah. That, that, that isn't gambling yes. or, or alcohol. Yes. Yeah. Have you ever done a gig at a casino where it's a free uh, room? No, I've done a gig in a casino, but it was a proper comedy night, so not a okay. not a. Well, that's different. Yeah, not a not a free. The Star Casino in Sydney for a while had just a comedy room to the side, and they've done ones in Melbourne too before, where they were just putting on comedy, 
for anyone. So you'd be on stage at 11 o'clock at night and a guy who just lost 50 grand would wander in. <laughs> then some Asian tourists would sit down and just go, what, uh, what? what is, what's this? What's, they're just disasters. Do, how do I bet on this? <laughs> <laughs> just a disastrous situation. Yeah. Because, yeah, you did a show about gambling. Yes. You? Were yeah. you a gambler? You were a gambling I was. addict? Or? Yeah, I had a problem. I didn't realise I had a problem until so I stopped and did some sums of previous year's outlays on gambling. Um, and once I stopped and, and how uh, how many nightmares I had about putting bets on and how hard it was to not put another bet on made me yeah, realise that right. it was um, a pretty serious How much situation. were you spending a week? Oh, I worked out it was about, over like a six, seven year period, I, I lost about 100000 Wow. Gambling. Yeah, so right. weekly it was probably around about three four hundred dollars a week yeah right um, but that would be yeah. would have been like almost half your wage or something wouldn't it yeah that? yeah a bit yeah about half yeah I, I had a good job uh cooking and then i was in public service in canberra so i had good jobs and yeah just just, just young and dumb and didn't really appreciate money enough ha- but see in those days could you bet on your phone that was just before it came in see, so imagine I what really, it would have been like oh, with that yeah i was so lucky that i stopped when i did it it, it all came in Maybe the two, one a year. Well, yeah, probably two years after I stopped. Yeah. Um, so my la- last bet was in February two thousand and nine. So wow. the whole landscape has changed dramatically since then. Yeah. My it's, parents um, gamble every day. Really? Yeah, on the trots and the horses. And my kids go. My son's here today. Does Does Nana Joyce have a gambling problem? <laughs> like, well, they're in their eighties, and it's just something yeah. a bit of an interest and. You go over, and the, and because they do it so often, they know the track and they know the horses. Yeah, right. And so they know, most of the times, they back winners. Mm. So is this, um, just, do they just do it via, they got the laptops fired up? And, no. Or do they go, no. Down, they go down the TAB? I think they go to the TAB. Dad, ah, okay, yeah. Because I've been over for dinner with mum and dad in the local area, and people come up, oh, that's bloody Keith from the TAB. How you going, mate? <laughs> I go, well, does he work there? No, he's just a regular. Oh, g'day, Stewie. Yeah. How are you, mate? And they're all like, <laughs> and then on Wednesdays, they go to the Manhattan Hotel, where you may have done a gig. It's a big uh, they've had comedy there occasionally and they have um, anyway they go there every Wednesday and as one of the guys who went to high school with me Jeff said your mum's often the only woman here <laughs> so <laughs> sounds great take Joyce out poor yeah. mum in her 80s but she likes it and they just sit there in the bar and have yeah. a parmigiana right and um, yeah it's uh, oh my god we're in Elstonwick okay I've got to turn around my, uh, my parents still gamble yeah my dad still loves a, a bet well, it's a bit of a hot, and you know what? They don't spend that much, and also they've worked nah. hard to get where they are. As long as they don't do the house. Yeah, well, he he had uh, the ages I was like eighteen to twenty five when I had the issue. Uh, I didn't have any kids, or uh, not that I do now, but no, I didn't yeah, have a mortgage, yeah. or you know. But my dad did, so I know people still can have quite bad situations oh, when God, they've got yeah. families. But yeah. uh, I think dad having kids and having a, having a mortgage and things prevented him from gambling more than he probably could have yeah well he kept it under control mm, my yeah. mum grew up in uh, Richmond in the so called slums that are now worth millions of dollars the house that she grew <laughs> up in anyway they um, they said uh, live next door to an SP bookie and then there was a pub next door to them as well Yeah. and so granddad used to work for the SP bookie and right. yeah yeah and, but the mum and also mum you know she didn't want to um she wasn't into gambling at all. It's only only in the last twenty years or so that mum and dad have got into yeah. it. I think. Yeah, right. It's a bit of an interest, you know. I mean, my, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Mm. Dad also never used to drink. He now drinks like a fish. No, he doesn't. <laughs> he does drink though a bit. 
So you never drank when we were kids. Do you reckon it's people they hang out with? Do you reckon they've been influenced in oh, their life? Oh, like, yeah. But they've they, done look, the re- reverse people yeah. for influencing. I think they might have. Yeah. <laughs> Bit of an interest. Yeah. You know? And, and so um, you're, you're interesting because you were a chef, weren't you? I was, yeah. I, when I finished school, I did... Um, because you're from Coffs Harbour, not Coffs Harbour, you're uh, from... Batemans Bay. Batemans Bay. Yeah, so down down further, like, yeah, South Coast, New South Wales. I've been, um, I've, done, I've done gigs there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I grew up there and, yeah, became a chef out after school. Moved to Jindabyne in the Snowy Mountains. Lived, right. lived up there for four years. That was really great. That's, so what age did you start comedy? 25, yeah. Yes, that's about when I started. Yeah. But so why comedy, though? Because it's got... It's, that's not normal. That's not a normal path, is it? Like not. It was. Yeah. There's I, not many ex-chefs. There's a few. <laughs> Couple. Yeah. Darren Casey was a cook. Right. Was a Chris Franklin a cook? Yeah, I think he was. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I, I. I kind of always thought that I would do stand-up from maybe 14 or 15. I reckon. Oh, really? I, but I kept it a secret. Um, I didn't tell anyone, like friends or family, because it was just that's such a bizarre thing, you know, that you want to do in a country town. Opportunities for that are few and far between. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Um, yeah, then I, even when I was I moved to Jindabyne for chefing, I still thought I would eventually somehow move to a place where there was comedy and give really? it a go. Yeah, yeah, and I, I'd always write. I had notebooks uh, that I'd write what I thought were jokes into. Yeah, <laughs> funny right. ideas. And it's just, it just fear was what held me back. I was just terrified well, of, of public speaking. Yeah, because you don't, you're not, you're not an outgoing. You don't appear to nah, be an outgoing. Nah. You're more shy or yeah, oh yeah, a bit more introverted. I would say yeah. Um, but certainly coming out of my shell more in the 10 years I've done. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, it's... um, You've got to. You, it would force you to, probably. Yeah, yeah. And I, I always really enjoyed just making friends laugh and family laugh, telling stories and things. And, and they say, uh, you should be a stand-up. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and, I, yeah, I actually saw Jim Owen at my RSL in Boatman's Bay when I was 2001. And Bob Franklin was his supporter. Oh, yeah, you would have loved both yeah. of them. Tea Towel Tour, 2001. And Two quiet comedians. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the RSL, they did a like a 7 o'clock and a 9 o'clock to just Pat. full house RSL. Yeah. And I went with a bunch of mates and we just thought it was the greatest thing ever. And I, just after that, I was like, that's what I want to wow. have a go at. So where was your first actual gig? Uh, in a thing called Green Faces. In oh, yeah, I posted Green Faces. Yeah, yeah. so it was... Uh, it's like Raw, but a New South Wales sort of version or Canberra. It's, like, it's Australia-wide, yeah, oh, but based it? in Canberra, yeah. yeah. So they have a, a heat from every state. And then all the winners from each state heat go through to the final. But, and yeah. how did you go at your first gig? Well, I, 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 I turned up... Because when I booked it, it's called Green Faces, I just assumed everybody was doing your first gig yeah they're not though but everybody had been going for 6-12 months minimum (laughs) and they were all just shocked to find out that I was doing my first gig at this pub full of 300 drunk people yeah and that just made me even more feared I was just full of fear and scared about the whole situation and then I went last as well I was on last out of 8 or 9 acts so I had to wait all night I don't remember a great deal I asked a mate I got a mate from work to come two mates from work came I asked one of them to film it. They were in the front row. I could see the light on his phone was on. So I was like, right, it's been filmed. The la- My last two jokes went pretty good. And I got like a good laugh for my last joke. Yeah, yeah. And I just got this bizarre rush that I hadn't felt before. And I was kind of hooked after that. And then I said, did you film that? And he goes, oh, I forgot to press record. So I don't, I don't, have, I don't, have, the, I don't have the footage. But people, no. yeah, people that ran gigs in Canberra, then I met them that night. and Yeah, you got gigs. Just sort of went from there, yeah. Yeah, interesting. But I really 
threw myself into the deep end without even realising. Well, that's not an uncommon story, yeah. though. I probably wouldn't have, though, if I had a note, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, people like Raw Comedy can often be their first gig. Yeah. Like, you know, Hannah yeah. Gadsby or something like that. Mm. Um, interesting. And yeah. so 10 years on, but you've done well. You you're on the Comedy Gala. Uh, yeah, I did the last Gala year, last year. Last yeah. year. That and was, that went well? Yeah, it was great. It was great fun. It was. Um, Were you nervous then? I was probably equally as nervous as I was for my yeah, first gig, I would say. I, still, I mean, I've done a few of them. I still find them nerve-wracking. Yeah. It was... Uh, just, it's just a long... It's a long day. Not complaining at all. It was a fantastic experience. But, like, you go in for rehears- uh, rehearsals yeah. first thing in the morning. So it's like 7 a.m., 8 a.m. And then the show's not till 7 at night. And I would like to have slept when I got home for a nap or whatever, but I couldn't. I was just yeah. buzzing. So you're just buzzing all day, thinking about it, thinking going over your set. You got three, three and a half, four minutes, just going yeah, over that in your head. Yeah, you've got a hand in a script, don't you? Yeah, for the producers. Yeah, and then I remember I was fifth, and I just remember uh, that's a good spot though, in a yeah, way, isn't it? Fifth. Yeah, it was, I was very lucky. But who'd you have there. to follow? Uh, be... Frank Woodley was before me. Oh, and he's high energy though. Yeah. So he did well, and I was. Just, I remember just being behind the curtain, and they were sort of holding my arm. I was standing on the X and they're like, right, as soon as Will Anderson says your name, out you go. Yeah. And I, I was just, I remember just having this thought, this is it. You uh, I'll go that way. You, you have to go out now. Like, there's no, there's no. I know. To, I remember the very yeah. first TV thing I did was New Faces with Bert Newton. <laughs> and I just remember the guy said, stand here when he calls your name, walk out to that X. Was it Belvedere back then? Or? Probably was Belvedere. <laughs> and I just thinking, I'm going to freak out. Yeah. I'm seriously going <laughs> to, yeah. I'm going to have a freak out right here. Yeah. But no, I didn't and it was okay. But um, Yeah, kind of once you get out there, it's fine. But yeah, just the, just your mind plays well, it's a big you. deal, and it's like yeah. everyone, everyone goes, "Oh, you're on the gala! Oh, wow!" Yeah, and you're not—it's not something that you do on a regular basis. To you know That's what I mean? Right. It's yeah. like if you're doing three or four a year, mm. like Hughes, you, you tell me, does like three or four stand-up spots on TV a year? Yeah. It's like, like, how do you get the material for that? Yeah. And so, for him, he would just sort of relax into it, you know. But for mm. most people, you're like, oh, I don't want to fuck this up. Yeah. Because there's one thing people may not be aware, but you can get on the gala, you can do a spot, but then you can get also get chopped. That's right. Yeah, which happened to me once. I, I oh yeah. Oh man, I had to. I'd, I've done it at least five times, mm. and I normally have a great one. But I had to follow Dimitri Martin, who'd never been to Australia. You know Dimitri Martin? Is? Yeah, yeah. He's good looking. He's very funny, and he plays a guitar. <laughs> so <laughs> you can imagine he goes out with his guitar. Yeah. And uh, as most people that just do stand-up we, we stand-up tend not to like people with guitars yeah we always go it's cheating you know i've <laughs> used a bass guitar in my act before but anyway whatever they, they always do very well if you've got a guitar when you finish a song people always clap yeah anyway so um he just smashes it and i'm just like oh no <laughs> how far into the night was it as well was it getting late uh, it wasn't that late it was like in the first bracket mm. i did it one year i went on first because you know it's always you know, the producer goes, oh, look, do you mind going on first? I'm like, no, no, I'm quite happy. I'd rather go first than last. Absolutely. And then they don't actually put it to air in the order that you're on, do they? No. So where, right. you weren't fifth on the broadcast? or I was. I think I was third on the broadcast. Oh, that's so, fantastic. So even, probably even better than, yeah. The... Well, I was first on the night and last on the broadcast. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Which in a way was weird because it didn't have the vibe of a last spot. Right, you know what I mean. Yeah. I mean, I could. When I was the, I was there. I could tell. But yeah. Um, anyway, w- yeah. When I got chopped, my spot wasn't very good. Fair enough that they chopped me. You know, yeah. it's just like 
And also, we just had a baby and stuff. And right. I was, like, I was so under the pump. This is your old pullover. Anyway, here, yeah, mate. I'll yeah. just, um, I'll go down right. a bit further and I'll turn around. And so, well, exciting stuff. And you're going to Edinburgh very soon. Yes. Yeah. I, I leave next week. So when are you releasing this? No, this will be released next week. Oh, sweet. Yeah, so I'm leaving basically now. <laughs> uh, so we start on the 2nd of August. And what room are you doing there? Uh, I'm doing the Wii Room, a 50-seater at the Guild of Balloon. Right, so that's not um, part of the free fringe, that's part of the no, that's paid the, fringe? Yeah, yeah. So it's one of the sort of four or five big, bigger hubs there. Uh, and you've been before? No. never. Oh, never, wow. No, first time. Never been to Europe. Oh, right. Yeah, so a whole new experience. Oh, Europe's fantastic. Yeah. It'll be um, great. You'll, you'll love it. I've never done Edinburgh, but I'm sure you'll love it. Mm. Um, you're listening to the Deep Breath. talking to Dan Connell. Guys, I know I'm never serious on here, and I love a ribbing as much as the next guy. But can the jokes about my body odour please stop? I try my best and use deodorant constantly, but it's never enough. It's a chronic condition that I'm seeking treatment for. That's all. Have a good festival, everyone. Was that a real Facebook post that I wrote, or did Mike G write that and temporarily ruin my fucking life? Listen up to me, Mike Goldstein, and fellow comedian Nick Capper. We are going to go through each other's phones and ruin each other's lives on our podcast, The Phone Hacks. It's available where all good podcasts are, and please help validate our embarrassment. So tune in. Phone Hacks. You're back on the debris with Dave O'Neill and Dan Connolly's off to Edinburgh, first time ever. I think I think you'll go well. Thanks, mate. Yeah, you've yeah. got to get out there and you know, yeah, spruik. I think it's going to feel like the first couple of Melbournes I did, where or probably the first five Melbournes I did, um, where you're flying for yourself and really yeah. trying to talk yourself up, which is a hard thing to do. It's hard. It's easy to talk up someone else. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I would probably rather. Yeah, try and find a mate that I can fly for and him do for me or her do for me, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's it's like ticket sales, uh, I think I've sold maybe 40 tickets or something, uh, which is... Hey, that's not too bad. It's not too bad, yeah. I sort of was preparing to have a lot of zeros, not being known over there and having to... Yeah. I, you know, I what think time I'm, of the day are you on? 9.30, so... At night? Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah, so... Because uh, people have like three o'clock shows and stuff, don't they? Oh, there's... there's yeah, nine o'clock in the morning they have. What? It goes all, it's all day, yeah. I think the only time there's not is maybe from maybe 4 a.m. to 7 a.m. or something. Oh, it's my just God. That, it's the only window where... So nothing. people are doing 9 a.m. comedy? Yeah, it's just all day. <laughs> 3,200 3, shows in the in the. It's festival. incredible, isn't it? Considering, like, yeah, Melbourne's 650 for the yeah. Melbourne Festival. 650 shows, and that's a lot. So 3,200 in a smaller place will be... God. I understand why it's so cutthroat, and but yeah, yeah. good experience though. Yeah, yeah if I, if I've sort of thought if I can average twenty a night, I'll be I'll be happy. Yeah, be across, fine. Across. Are you doing a show that you've done before, or yeah, it's kind of this year's show, but I, this year's show is called Bit of Shush, but unfortunately they don't know. They I don't know what use, that is. They don't use shush a bit off shush as a saying over there or a turn of phrase. So I had to change it to an old title called Mister Personality, nineteen eighty eight. Yeah, which I do mention in this show, and then I've just sort of. Uh, weave some old favourites in sure yeah, why not to, yeah everybody said that I should do a best of when you first go of course but I was really attached to this year's show so I thought I'll do a big chunk some of that, of that. yeah, yeah. Well, it's the stuff that you're enjoying at the moment yeah and it's yeah that's right the current 
current stuff. So now I'll ask you my debrief questions. I ask everyone these questions. I got I got them off the internet. So uh, that's that's what you're doing a debrief apparently. Um, what went well tonight and why? What went well tonight? Yeah, what I went well? I would say I did a bit as you did as well, and I was I was going to drop it, but I still did it anyway because they're parents and they oh yeah are parents of kids who play sport. I did, I've got some stuff about some dads at kids sport. Oh yeah, perfect. Yeah, that I that I witnessed uh, watching a mate's son play soccer on a Sunday morning. Soccer's um, apparently worse than AFL for parent behaviour. Oh really? Well, one of the dads has got kids in every sport. His kids go to a sports school. Yeah. So they are well sported up. There's schools that just specialise in sport, government schools. Did you did you take that? You took a photo not that long ago, didn't you, on your social media of what's that? A walk, sign. Yeah, that said like yeah, no. yeah. Parents respect this is not the AFL. Yeah. That at that game there was some bad behaviour from some of the parents yeah. from my uh, my people's team. <laughs> oh, oh. And, they're, and they're like twelve year old girls. Um, yeah, yeah. So soccer apparently is worse. This dad was yeah. telling me, and he's got kids basketball, soccer, AFL. Hockey, bloody everything they do, everything these kids. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's a shame people are letting out their anger <laughs> or, or, in or, or their um, you know, their dreams of being a sports <laughs> star, of channeling into their twelve-year-old kid. Be <laughs> yeah. like us going to see our kids do stand up. Come yeah. on, come on, Gary, you're better than that. <laughs> Hit him with a punchline now, mate. Oh, what's he doing up there? Um, so, what didn't go well? What did? Oh, I tell you what didn't go well tonight is I did a thing about. Um, Pedophilia. I don't tend to go yeah, well with the parents. Like uh, yeah. No, I did a thing about uh, stacks on. Oh yeah, that's funny. Barred. Yeah, it normally goes well, but I, I did a thing about the frigid test being barred in school. Frigid test, well. yes, yes. Which is, I thought they would be all around because it's kind of that generation, but they, they didn't really go for the frigid test tonight. Mm. Maybe they're a bit frigid. Perhaps. I've never heard of that test. Haven't you? No. And that was a maybe it just happened at my. Maybe school. it's a Canberra thing. Maybe it's a Bateman's Bay thing. Yeah. But still, you get the concept. It's not not that alien when you go yeah and it's a funny thing It's a, even if you don't know what it is I still found it funny and mm. intriguing and the callback there is that my nan hates the frigid test That's as well right. yeah. which normally goes fine and they they were disgusted I mean, they were oh, disgusted by yeah. come on mate they were they yeah, spat out their well, cheese and bickies were there any organisational hazards that got in the way of tonight's one yeah nah no, it's I pretty well it was, set up was, actually yeah. Well, you took your own light, mm. so that helped. If we didn't have that, it would have been wouldn't have been interesting. No, yeah. And the and the sound was great. Yeah, the speakers were set to a good level for my. They were good. My levels uh, for your quiet level of stand-up. Yeah, the bars at the back, perfect. Yeah, and they were. It they wasn't didn't move around too much. No, they're pretty good. No, they, I thought they were. Uh, I think because you, I've seen you said this to me before. When you when they've done it a few years in a row. They do know what to they expect. To yeah, they're trained well. How, how can we do better next time? That's the last question. How can we be, um... try and get out of there quicker? <laughs> so we finished relatively early. So then I ended up doing the raffle and the auction, or the something. The raffle did take a bit of time. Oh my gosh! A bit of confusion there. How can, how can we do things better? I don't think we could get someone to. Oh, you did the five-minute warning in the end, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Yeah, that was fine. Probably just get someone else to do the raffle at the end yeah I reckon we could have just so been driven away get home to bed <laughs> much earlier or maybe um, your you, I thought you could have I thought your books would have I didn't sell any of my books I don't know what happened there because you, you uh, absolutely killed the gig and I thought they were going to they're all that generation yeah, too they're going to lap these books up didn't sell one I gave away two that's a loss <laughs> you do well there's a guy I sort of went to high school with and then uh, the guy I was picking on all night so I felt bad <laughs> so I gave him one um now we can play a song. I drop a song at the end of the podcast. I do, yeah. Yeah. 
What sort of music do you like? Me? I... I, uh, I would have no idea. Look... How old are you, Dan? So 35. So you'd be similar to Thornton or those guys. They like a bit of hip-hop. Yeah. They I like a bit a, of rock. I went through a hip-hop phase in my late high school years. I... I must say, my favourite band since I was 15. Well, pretty younger. I really, I've always enjoyed, and probably more their older stuff, is the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh my God, yeah, right. Yeah, I've always been into their stuff. Um, I was a big fan, sort of, Californication came out when I was about yeah. 15, 16, and then, uh, like, yeah, by the way, was I think I was like 18. Yeah, 2000, right. 2000, 2001, so those albums... Pretty well, Flea's half Australian or something, isn't he? Or yeah. his mum, li- his auntie he, he, lived here. Yeah, he actually has a holiday house 20 minutes down the road from where I'm from. What? Down in a little beachside place called Congo, yeah. You ever seen Flea walking around? Uh, a lot of people have, yeah. I've had mates have selfies with him and um, they always, apparently whenever they come to Australia, they always eat at a Nepalese place. In a Surely be a called. vegan or something, wouldn't you, Flea? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I like, I like them and music of late. I'm a big fan of... Um, Big fan of bands like I'm trying to think of who. A oh, boy and bear, I saw live. Oh, yeah, boy and bear, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that that great song. I can't remember what it was called. Maybe feeding line, probably. Yeah, yeah. That that's a good song to finish up. Well, we can do boy and bear, or we can do the Chili Peppers. Whatever you want. So what do you, how do you, what do you, how do you have the rights to this? First of all, ah, <laughs> uh, there's some um, thing you can buy a year thing where because it's only a a one-off play or something yeah, yeah someone did ask me the other day and I've got to get back to them they emailed me and said how come you've got the rights to that music and it's a it's a thing being set up for digital broadcasting yeah. right yeah well, Courtney the producer organised it oh great gee I hope I don't get sued I don't want to lose my house but so, anyway so if I maybe you're losing my house to flee <laughs> <laughs> oh because I'm <laughs> if, if, uh... you can go around to my house and flees there yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what happened but this yeah. is my house now yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, close to my skin by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Okay, here we go. I, I like the Red Hot Chili Peppers. He's an amazing bass player. So, yeah. Close uh, to my skin, the song's called. Here we go. Song. Dan Connell, thanks very much. And, of course, people can find you on Twitter. And, of course, your podcast, Taking It Easy. Yes, mate. Yeah, you can check so that out. Check it out. There's some great... You've got some great people in there. And you've also got people that aren't comics, which is good, too. Yeah, I wanted to get a mixed bag. Yeah, you've got vets and... Yeah, vets and uh, uh, physios. And yeah, that's good. surgeons. Uh, all different, yeah. Um, interviewing a mortician oh, next week. Fantastic. Uh, so yeah, just a yeah. It's a really good podcast. Different professions, and it seems yeah. very it's very easy listening. And Dan is very disarming, so mm. it'll just it'll just go by in your car wherever you're listening. Yeah, just don't fall asleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dan Connell.